sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Welcome to our number two, the morning after live on this Thursday right here on SportsGrid. Sirius XM, channel 159, the home for SportsGrid radio on Sirius XM and all across the SportsGrid network as well. I am Ben Stevens. A lot of focus on the NBA in our number one. It makes sense. We're in the postseason. Game five tonight in San Francisco, the Golden State Warriors, an opportunity to clinch the Western Conference Finals, advance back to an NBA championship. A seven-point favorite is what the Dubs are tonight. Game number six tomorrow night in Boston. But as we transition out of the NBA here in hour number two, we'll go to Major League Baseball. We'll look at some of the other sports as well here in this second hour. Stanley Cup playoff hockey. A surprise last night in Denver. A big surprise. Over two and a half dollars worth of a surprise between Colorado and in St. Louis. But we start in our number two as we get deeper and deeper into the summer months where they focus on football. We're not far away. OTAs this week around the NFL. So we're getting to see players on the field, practices between these organizations, and getting to hear from some of the stars of the game as well, including second-year quarterback for the New York Jets, Zach Wilson, that looks a little bit different. Physically, looks a little bit different this time around here, getting ready for the 2022 NFL season. Bolt up this summer, did Zach Wilson going into his sophomore campaign in the National Football League, up from 207 pounds to 218 pounds this offseason, already making his gains that he wants to see result in more success on the football field. He says it makes him feel like a better athlete. He feels bigger. He feels better. He feels stronger. It will help the New York Jets. Year number two, the leap from year one, your rookie season, into your sophomore campaign in the NFL is a big one that a lot of people pay attention to, and rightfully so, for NFL quarterbacks around the league. And we will see that in a big way throughout the NFL this year. Just think of the second-year quarterbacks we have going into 2022 in the NFL. Last year's number one overall pick, Trevor Lawrence, in his second year for the Jacksonville Jaguars. A much better situation in Duval County, no longer Urban Meyer, the head coach. Thankfully for Trevor Lawrence, a better situation now under Doug Peterson. Zach Wilson, last year's number two overall pick, now a second-year in New York and Zach also said during that press conference two days ago following Jets OTA's practice the offseason has been kind to New York they assembled a lot of talent across the roster in the offseason throughout free agency Joe Douglas and company in that front office doing a great job to give Zach Wilson more options at his disposal and when we look at the odds right now for the New York Jets will we see that second year leap under their quarterback in Zach Wilson. There's not a ton of optimism, as this board shows right here, for New York in 2022, but it's about making those steps together. Second year for Zach, second year for head coach Robert Sala as well. Team win total, five and a half, but the over has the juice at minus 160. At least a hope there is six wins on the schedule for the New York Jets. Their first month of the season, all four opponents, all four teams from the AFC North. Not an easy start for New York. Their chances to make the playoffs, not all that kind either at plus 710 and the longest odds in the AFC East 
at 20 to 1. But we show you that board not to say, hey, the Jets don't really have a lot of optimism heading into 2022. We show you that board for relative expectation for what we can see and profits we can find on the New York Jets given where they stand entering 2022. Again, that five and a half team win total, the over has a lot of the juice. A welcome to our Sports Grid Radio audience here, the second hour of the morning after, live on a Thursday all across the grid. Sirius XM, channel 159, and all of our terrestrial radio affiliates now in the fold as well. I am Ben Stevens. So we're discussing second-year quarterbacks at the moment in the NFL. Voluntary OTAs, organized team activities across the NFL this week. We already discussed earlier in the week, no Kyler Murray for Arizona. A couple of quarterbacks taking the week off. But the second-year stars in Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, and Trey Lance, those first three picks of the 2021 NFL draft, all in action this week. Trey Lance is getting those first team reps for the San Francisco 49ers during OTAs. It's not Jimmy Garoppolo. He's recovering from shoulder surgery this offseason. It's probably not Jimmy Garoppolo moving forward for the Niners organization as well, as they have hinted out along the way. Will Jimmy be traded? I think a lot of other NFL teams are waiting to see how that shoulder responds from surgery this offseason. But it's an intriguing price, in my opinion, on San Francisco entering 2022 with a second-year quarterback in Trey Lance who does not have near the experience of a Zach Wilson, a Trevor Lawrence, a Mac Jones, a Justin Fields. Yes, he played last year for the 49ers, but not a ton of game experience in his rookie season. So is he taking that second-year leap? I guess we'll have to wait and see because in the NFC West, I think there's a ton of question marks among all of these teams except for one. And that would be the Los Angeles Rams, the reigning Super Bowl champions, who didn't spend like crazy this offseason. They didn't have to. Vaughn Miller's gone, sure. Andrew Whitworth has retired. But they added a couple of nice pieces, including offensively in Allen Robinson, getting a great second option to Cooper Cup on the other side. And you're getting a plus-money price on the reigning Super Bowl champs to win their own division when there's question marks across the board for the three other teams? Plus 140 on the Rams is a really, really good number. And that's what we do here now in May. We start to look at the prices and find our best bets for the 2022 NFL offseason. The Rams to win the NFC West at plus 140 might be one of mine. We get some great expertise in handicapping up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to the morning after on SportsGrid Live all across the SportsGrid network on this Thursday. Sirius XM Channel 159. All of our SportsGrid network affiliates as well. I am Ben Stevens. Very pleased right now to welcome back onto the show one of the sharpest in the industry. It is Bill Krakenberger. You're about to get some insight and expertise, but if you want more of it, make sure you're following along with the Crack Wins app as well on a daily basis. Crack, great to have you back here on this show here in late March or in late May, rather, as we're focusing on the Major League Baseball season. Hey, good to see you. Yeah, uh, baseball's in full swing. And, uh, you know, now now is the time I like to actually bet baseball more than mm-hmm. I give it the first couple of weeks. I like to really just uh, get, get the pitchers to have, have a couple starts and, uh, you know, start to really heat up by now. 
Uh, baseball is one of the only sports that you can actually bet. This is an interesting thing. I just thought about it before coming on. It's so true. So <clears throat> I like to bet a lot of my, my earlier in the week when it comes to other sports. But baseball, you could uh, you can actually bet baseball not only the day of the game when you're supposed to, but right up until game time. Really, I find value at game time. I can't name another sport that I find value at game time. Usually the uh, the lines in college football, college basketball, they're kind of ironed out. Uh, there's only a couple of sports that you can find value at game time when the bookmakers are forced to, um, you know, maybe move those underdogs to a, a juicier price because of all the fan favorite money going on. Uh, so just something I thought about before we talked, I said, you know, it, it really is true. Baseball is something that I can bet right at game time. Uh, unlike yeah. other sports where the, the, again, the, the, the lines are ironed out. The variance, the randomness in baseball at times, because it's a daily sport that goes on for 162 games is very, very intriguing. In fact, we often see in major league baseball upsets happen like the L.A. Dodgers yesterday as a big $2.25 favorite going down against the Washington Nationals. one nothing, not a bad defeat by any means to end out this series in the nation's capital. But when you're minus 225, the price on L.A., a big plus money underdog in the Nats still has some ability on a daily basis in MLB. The, random, the randomness, the variance of Major League Baseball is a very, very intriguing thing each and every day. And because it is a daily business, we see teams get hot throughout certain portions of their schedule, even after poor starts to the beginning of the year. The Boston Red Sox crack, for instance, started out just 10 and 19. Not a great start for the Sox, but then they won 10 of their last 13, including a six-game winning streak entering yesterday against the Chicago White Sox. More from a handicapping perspective here, Crack. Do you try to jump in front of a long winning streak or just let it ride out until it comes to an end like it did for the Red Sox yesterday against the White Sox? Well, first off, like yesterday, I actually bet a team. I laid money. That's right. I laid money on the Cincinnati Reds. So, you know, you, you can actually uh, – these teams that are – uh, the public view as the worst team in baseball or a bad team mm. or a team that's doing really bad. What you don't realize is the bookmakers know that also. So it's uh, actually priced in where you can, uh, you know, get that good price on the, let's call it the bad team or the bad side. So um, mm. baseball is a streakier game than other sports. You are correct. So uh, you could ride some of the streaks in baseball because it's, day after day compared to a, a let's say a, a football where it's week after week so it is a very good point um that, that you bring up I, I i unfortunately well not not unfortunately but it's not pretty what i do i look for a lot of the ugly teams i'm an ugly team mm -hmm. player i'm very rarely betting the yankees i'm very rarely betting these public teams the dodgers um, I, I'm looking to bet the, like I said, the uglier teams. I, it, it just, uh, it's the only really, really way to make money. Uh, even though a, a hot team like the Yankees, maybe I think they're even a hot team. Now I look at, look at the streaks in baseball. I think there's one team that's eight and two in their last 10. I just looked before air every team, like a hot team that would be considered six and four. 
So uh, in their last ten, there's no real team that's dominant. Just, uh, you know, going to roll over every team every game. It's the reason why you're getting, you know, uh, plus two to one on the dogs, and and uh, even you could take run lines plus one and a half plus money against these marquee teams. So something I look to do. It is very interesting, Crack, because you see when you have the Dodgers at a minus 225 road favorite yesterday, it is that variance that still allows in the daily grind of a 162 in MLB for that big plus money underdog, the Washington Nationals, to pull off an upset. Crack, I know that you like to approach good pitching matchups on a daily basis basis in Major League Baseball as well. Of course, when you have Shohei Otani on the bump for the Angels, that's going to be a public price, but facing off against Hunjin Ryu of the Toronto Blue Jays on the other side today. What's your approach to a good expected pitching duel on a daily basis in MLB? Well, that when you say pitching duel, I immediately think first five innings. It, it's a line that I do like to bet. I like betting the first five innings uh, when, when there's uh, good pitchers because that's a true line. You're going to get – both starters are supposed to go and should go five full innings, so – you're going to get a good uh, – when I hear good starters, again, first five innings, uh, again, that's baked in the price also. So when you have a good pitching duel, uh, I'm really not looking to bet under a lot of times because, again, baked in the price. But like this particular game here, I don't have a play on it right now. But, uh, again, uh, the Blue Jays are, are, are a good team. So, uh, again, you're, you're getting some value maybe because you're betting against the, the Marquis Otani. And, and I had him last year. Uh, at thirty to one to to win the MVP in the in the AL, it was it was a great. Uh, you know, I, I have a little little allegiance to him right now. Still, I usually don't, but I do have an allegiance to that to that guy because he did win us a lot of money. He won everyone that followed me a lot of money. But this is an interesting game. It should be a good game. You know, it's funny people say to me, you know, oh, how are you? Are you? Someone texted me last night. Are you watching the NBA game? No. I, I'm not. I, I don't really get into NBA. I, I can't, even though it's the playoffs, I can watch some playoff hockey. I, I enjoy that. It's fun. It's real. Um, you know, it just, it's more exciting to me. But, yeah. however, my real allegiance is Major League Baseball. So, I, I love baseball. I love going to games. Uh, I, I love going to Petco Park in San Diego. I love going to just sit down with a, a dog and a beer. It's a, it's a pure sport. You know, there's a, a line from Moneyball that I love. It, it, it's so easy to be romantic about baseball. I, mean, I, I love the sport. I grew up with it, maybe because I grew up where, where I'm from. Uh, but I could go to a game. But going back to the gambling aspect, which is always the more important thing right here. Um, uh, listen, it's something else I want to talk about before we go off air. Guys, please make sure you shop your lines. Because uh, out here in Las Vegas, where I am, I can play about even baseball. That means literally... You've you got to think about this. You're not laying 110 on games. You're laying minus 105. Unlike a football game, you lay 110 on both sides. Here in Vegas, I can lay 105 at a lot of shops. And even the shop east, uh, they have some wider margins. I can find some value sometimes on the dogs when it comes closer to game time. It's the only sport that I could say I really have no juice because there's so many different places out here. Um, you know, Stations, William Hill, um, South Point, Circa, Westgate. These are all 10-cent lines, and I, I know I can basically play this game even. You have to have more than one shop during baseball in order to get the best lines. Over time, that equals so much, guys. Trust me. I know it only seems like, oh, it's, it's $0.04, cents, it's $0.05. Cents. 
five cents for every hundred dollars. That's you know, twenty losses. That's a free bet. So uh, yeah. always shop lines. Baseball season real important. Um, we we have some places out here that have first five innings, even even ten cent line. So anyway, a five cent line. Uh, that's about it. Sorry, just got, try to get a lot in. Try to help everyone real quick. You did, Crack. You got a lot in and great insight as always. Thank you very much. More of the morning after. Up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Why'd you play playoff hockey? Well, for moments like last night in the Stanley Cup postseason, when you have a team booked at over $2.50 as a favorite on home ice with an opportunity to head to the Western Conference Finals, and you have an upset. It was a ton of fun in overtime last night in Denver, Colorado. We break it down now. We look across the Stanley Cup postseason, and we do it all here on a Thursday on the morning after Live on Sports Grid. I'm Ben Stevens. Our sportsbook conciliary, Dave Sherapan, is a man that wears many hats, both literally and figuratively for us here on the Sports Grid Network. He explains why the odds are the way they are, but he also has an insight into the world of hockey unmatched by many others. So it's playoff puck talk with the Consig, live right here on the morning after. How about that OT thriller last night in the Rockies, Sherapan? I don't know how many people back east were up for it, Ben, but they should have been because that was unbelievable. The McKinnon goal from end to end. Then basically the Houdini trick that he pulled right in front of the net to score was supposed to go down in history. All right. That was going to be the, yep. the clincher. The Avs win and move on. 246 left in the game with a one goal lead. The Blues yep. had other plans. The Blues pulled the goalie, masterfully moved the puck around, and scored the tying goal with their net empty with 56 seconds left. Yep. And I thought, this can't be. They're going to win this game. This was, a, yep. this was a push on the Blues in overtime. I mean, all the momentum, everything's there. All the hats are picked up. Did you see all those hats on the ice after McKinnon scored the goal? All I could think of was, man, how much money's in them hats right now on the ground, on the ice. But the Blues win the game. They keep the series alive. Unbelievable. Yep. They were 80-1 to 1 to win the Cup yesterday. Obviously, that price gets cut in half. Now they go to Game 6 at home with a chance mm. to extend the series. I, I, I just, you can't make it up. The hockey playoffs are just um, fantastic every single night. I mean, the Avs were up 3 nothing. In the second period, 3-1 at the end of two heading into that final period. The Avs were backing up that minus 260 money line price as a home ice favorite yesterday. And St. Louis pulls the stunner, winning 5-4 to four in overtime. A huge win for St. Louis. But Dave, we still see Colorado as a minus 172 road favorite in game number six in St. Louis. So does this series extend any further or will the Avs make good and head to the Western Conference Finals? Well, we have 48 hours to wait and hear about yep. how hard of a loss it is and how they recover from that and all the questions about Kemper and that start to be asked and all of these things. 
This has happened many times in years past where the team down 3-1 extends the series. You would think they have a chance to win game six, and they do, okay? I think they're very live. I'm surprised this price is this high. I, I would have made it a little bit lower, maybe minus 150, and taken some bets on the way up to get to this number. I think the books are trying to figure out whether actually anyone believes that St. Louis can. And if you see mm. line movement on this thing the other way, meaning down on the favorite, that's that's the sign that, yes, this is probably going seven. It's hard to win three games in a row in these playoffs, in any yep. playoffs, NBA or NHL. And then, you know, in the fall, we'll see it in baseball as well. Hard to win three in a row. That's a three-game parlay. They were 20-1 to one to start the third period, plus 20-1 to one to win the game last night. Anything can happen. I, I can't wait to see it. Um, keep your phone alert or, or watch for us on the Twitter. We'll have a better feel for that game tomorrow. We've got games tonight we got to worry about, Ben. we got games tonight we need to break down. I will just say, though, the Blues' two wins in this series, both on the road in Colorado. The Avs taking both in St. Louis. Game number six tomorrow night. Again, the Avs, a minus-172 favorite. The winner of that series will meet the winner for the Battle of Alberta in the Western Conference Finals. Edmonton, a 3-1 series lead, but back in Calgary tonight. Dave, the Flames, minus 154 as the home ice favorite. It feels like at times in hockey, Dave, especially in the postseason, the series prices and where the series lead is doesn't necessarily match up with the individual game outcome, or at least how the prices are booked. How did that look in the risk room where you have Calgary on the brink of elimination, yet a minus 154 home ice favorite tonight? Makes perfect sense to me. Actually, I've seen this so many times. The odds makers know how hard it is to get that clincher. Saw it last night with Colorado right there at home. Minus 250, close, don't get it done. Unprobable circumstances to get there, but still don't get it done. Winning it on the road is very difficult. This has to be at least this price or higher. All right, you've got to make the Flames favored. How high do you make them favored? Well, we kind of settled right here around the 150-ish mark. Um, I wore a Canada hat today because all of Canada is watching this. All of America should be watching. This has been a great series. Just bet the over every night. The total six and a half. And the books are telling you minus 140. That means if you want to bet it, you're going to have to pay. As far as the game itself, this is the game the Flames are supposed to win. This thing is supposed mm -hmm. to play itself out. The Flames are supposed to hold court at home. They just need Markstrom to stop the puck a little bit. The way that McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Evander Kane are playing right now, the Oilers have a chance. Believe me, they don't want to go back to Edmonton to have to play they want to go back to Edmonton having to get ready for the winner of the Avalanche and Blues. I can't wait to watch it. Um, you know, set your alarms, maybe take a nap so you're up late back east. Perfect time zone for us out west. This is going to yep. be an electric hockey game, Ben. Dave, when you still look at the Western Conference, again, there's an indication despite the slip-up last night or the upset on behalf of of St. Louis that Colorado is going to go to the Western Conference Finals and the Avs are going to win the West as well. Minus 165 in that market. So can either the Oilers or the Flames actually keep up with Colorado by the time we get to the Western Conference Finals? 
Well, without a doubt, I think both can. Asking them to win this series before it starts like this, um, I don't think many people will actually take that side, but I know some guys that will. All I can tell you is this. I look at those odds that uh, Shames and the boys just flashed up there. If you think the Blues are going to win game six or the Flames are going to win tonight, you better grab that price because that's going to yep. evaporate and be gone into the ether faster than uh, McKinnon was skating last night. It's this, they, they have a shot. And a lot of times when you're making plays, you're trying to lock in prices that won't exist later, give you an opportunity, just like, you know, they have an opportunity to move on. It may not win, but it's still a good bet. Put you in a position to work off of it. So the Western conference can't be that big of a disparity. It is right now yeah. because both the blues and flames are facing elimination, but you know, Ben, anything can happen. Anything can happen and nobody knows squad douche in the Eastern conference, Sherapan, the lightning, the two time reigning Stanley cup champs are back in the Eastern conference finals for the sixth time in the last eight years, minus one forty-five, the price on Tampa, Dave, the Lightning can't do it again, right? For a third straight time to get back to the Stanley Cup Finals. Like, it can't happen a third time, right? Are you crazy? Of course it uh -oh. can happen. The what, way is he, they, what is he grabbing? The way they... You change, are you changing your hat? Oh, no. Had to do it. Had to do oh it. Oh, my God. Plus 470 to win the Eastern Conference, these Rangers. Mm. These Rangers are live. Igor is playing his best hockey right now. It kills me to say, and I'm rooting for the Hurricanes, okay? But I got to wear it because I lost a bet. They told me you got to wear a Rangers hat. Every time I wear it, they lose. So I'm good with it. Uh -oh. It's okay. Okay. But if you think the Rangers are going to win tonight, you have to bet them plus 470 right now to win the Eastern mm. Conference because there is no way they're going to be this big of dogs to the Lightning before the series starts. After they lose a game or two, they might be. <laughs> but Igor gives them a chance to beat even the lightning bet. And I think the Hurricanes, look, they haven't lost a home game yet. All they right. have to do is win their home games this series, they win, yep. and win their home games against the lightning, and they win. We'll get to yep. the lightning series when it happens. I don't want to – we got a lot of work to do. It's 2-2, and it's minus 150 tonight. Yep. Under. Just keep betting under in this series, Ben. Forget about trying to pick the winner. Just go no goals. It's a soccer game on ice every game. Five and a half, that total tonight. The under juiced at minus 140. Back to Carolina. Series even at two games apiece. So, Sherpan, I ask you, how long will this series go? Will we get seven between the Blue Shirts and the Canes? Have to think so, right? Have to think so, because the two, two games in New York, Carolina just couldn't mount any offense. They could not. Mm. So before the series, I said it was going six or seven. It's obviously still going six or seven. Now, if you have to pick between the two, I actually lean towards seven. Carolina wins tonight. The Rangers win game six. And we get another game seven in the NHL playoffs. How good has the playoffs been? Can't begin to tell you. If you're not watching, you're really missing out. You are, because the Stanley Cup postseason has been fantastic. The NBA playoffs, a ton of blowouts. Who wins tonight in San Francisco, by the way? The Warriors lay in seven. Come on. I mean, really. Dallas, gentlemen's sweep. They keep using this term. I, yeah. I This would be one of the biggest shocks of the entire playoffs if Dallas can go there and win. 
Seven gives you pause, but I think Golden State punches their ticket to the NBA Finals tonight. Dave Sherpan, our sportsbook conciliary. Playoff puck talk with the consig. As always, we thank you for your time. A preview of Game 5 tonight in the Western Conference Finals next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. One side with an opportunity to advance back to an NBA championship series. The other on the brink of elimination. Game number five tonight in the Western Conference Finals. Back in the Bay, the Golden State Warriors, a seven-point home favorite against the Dallas Mavericks. An over-under total that stands right now at 215 and a hook. That's the setting of the stage for game number five tonight in San Francisco. Welcome back to the morning after live here on a Thursday on SportsGrid in Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens, now very pleased to welcome on somebody that knows the Dallas Mavericks very well. It is Landon Thomas joining the show here on this Thursday on TMA to help us preview and break down game number five tonight between the Warriors and the Mavs. Landon, thank you so much for taking the time to join us here on this Thursday. Yeah, thanks for having me, Ben. Glad to join. So Golden State, a pretty big favorite tonight, laying seven points at home. An expectation, Landon, this series will be done. Five games in favor of Golden State. How does Dallas keep it competitive this evening? I mean, it, it simply boils down to just making shots. This this series comes down to the Mavs not making shots and, and holding leads. Um, the Mavs have the most wide open uh, three-point attempts in the conference finals um, out of the four teams. So they're getting quality shots. But if you look at the games, the first three games in particular, um, which they lost, the Mavs shoot 23% in game one. Um, they didn't really have a chance. And they come back game two and shoot 46%. They have a 19-point lead. But the Warriors shoot 50% from three, and they take over in the third quarter. And then you, yeah. you look at the third game, they shoot 29%. So it, it boils down to making shots. Um, um, what you saw in the fourth quarter, there's pretty much two versions to this team. When they make shots from their others, the role players um, like Dorian, uh, Maxi, and Reggie Bullock, they're pretty much an unbeatable team. You saw that in the first two rounds. You saw that in game four of this series. Yeah. But when you look at um, the first three games and they're not um, making shots in this series um, or game two where they're not making shots like the Warriors, um, that talent gap between both teams is hard um, to overcome. 23 pointers made for the Dallas Mavericks in game number four. It's why we have a game number five tonight. You mentioned the role players outside of Luka Doncic, Dorian Finney-Smith, four made threes. Reggie Bullock, six made threes. Maxi Kleba, two made threes off the bench. In your opinion, Landon, was there something Dallas did differently offensively to get those better looks, or was it just a matter of the ball falling into the hoop? Yeah, it, it, it all boils down to attacking the paint, and, and that's what they did in game four. Obviously, that doesn't mean scoring in the paint, but just attacking in the paint, because when you 
um, attacking the paint. You have guys cutting. It just throws the Warriors defense um, um, out, out of sorts because you're, you're um, having guys commit to the middle of the lane and then you're having more of the um, quality looks for those um, role players on this team. So if they can continue to attack the lane in game five, you will see uh, um, you will see a, uh, a better better chance of winning this game, but also trying to force a game six. So you see those props up there from a points perspective. The offensive output may be expected from Jalen Brunson, Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith tonight. Who do you expect outside of Luka Doncic to have the biggest role for the Mavs this evening? Well, it has to be Jalen Brunson. I mean, he, he's doing his thing in this playoffs. He's doing his thing in this series. Um, what, 20 points, 47% um, from the court. He, he, he's very efficient. Um, he, he gets to the lane. So it, it diffuses the size difference between his opponent. But um, he has to be the guy to, to, to at least get 25 points because it's a, another elimination game. And um, then you have the wild card with Spencer Dinwiddie as well. If he can, if he can get you at least 18 points, then, then you have a chance. 31 points for Jalen Brunson in game two, the last game he played back in the Bay. Again, a seven-point spread in favor of Golden State for game number five tonight. Obviously, throughout this postseason, Landon, we have seen Luka Doncic be sensational, carrying the Mavericks to this yeah. point, a fifth game in the Western Conference Finals. How would you describe what you have seen out of Luka so far throughout this postseason? Uh, it's, it's what you see every day with Luka. I mean, it, it's, it's someone who's uh special at his craft and i mean the the stats the records speak for itself he's already doing um things at a young age and i mean he's he just turned 23 uh, a few months ago and he's he has the most 40 point games in in mavericks franchise history and, and he just passed dirk uh, a lot of people um know who dirk is so how special he was so just doing that at a young age and he's second in uh, scoring in uh, playoffs history. I'm second behind Michael Jordan. Um, a lot of people know who he is as well. And he just made first team all um, NBA um, for three years um, in a row out of the four seasons that he's played in. And, and um, the only people that's done that three or four years in the first four seasons, Larry Bird, um, Iceman, George Gervin, and also Tim Duncan as well. So it's special what he's doing, um, especially on this stage, the bigger stage, the um, the bigger, um, the best games he has, and he he loves this these moments. So um, there, there's a lot more special moments to come from him. And you see what is expected of Luca each and every night: thirty-four and a half points, nine and a half rebounds, seven and a half assists. Numbers Luca has gone over frequently throughout this playoff run for the Dallas Mavericks. So again, game five tonight, a seven point spread in favor of Golden State. It would seem based on the odds, it might be done tonight in the Western Conference Finals. But Landon, if you had to put a percentage on it or maybe on a scale of one to 10, how optimistic are you that Dallas extends this to a sixth game and we go back to Dallas in a couple of days? Man, asking the hard questions, Ben. Um, I would have to say one through 10, I would have to say, Seven and a half. I mean, because okay. the only reason I say that is because they're on the road, um, but they do have the momentum. They're playing carefree. Um, 
you know they're playing with house money the the pressure is on the warriors but uh they're playing on the road and you saw that in game two that they they had an incredible first half but the warriors are a third quarter team and and they will come back so especially when they have the fans around them um i say seven and a half right now okay that's not bad seven and a half is pretty good for a seven point <laughs> spread tonight i just hope it's not another blowout like we have seen a lot throughout this post yeah. landon thomas an nba reporter covering the dallas mavericks giving us that insight ahead of game number five tonight in the western conference finals joining us here on a thursday on the morning after so landon the fact the mavericks are even here is a testament to how successful of a season it has been on your twitter page just a couple of days ago you tweeted out a quote from jason kidd the head coach of the mavs about what this moment means not just for this western conference finals but for this franchise moving forward as well what do you think this says about where dallas is having the young superstar in luka Doncic, and what the future looks like for the mavericks i mean the game is um is easier for uh nico harrison right when when he's uh, approaching these free agents and the, approaching these trades for players who are looking for a different situation um, because like like you just said and like Jason Kidd says this is just the beginning of a journey um, this is something that's long term uh, honestly a lot of um, um, national media not just Dallas media uh, was pinpointing that this team couldn't go to the second round so when you have the Luca and this team double down um, and, and make the Western Conference Finals, I'm surprised myself as just a local mo a media member um, that this team has risen to the occasion to meet the Western Conference Finals and just at least not get swept. They avoided yeah. getting swept <laughs> and they won one game. So it, it's exciting. Um, we'll see if they can extend the series, but it, it gives you hope for the future to build a team around um, Luka Doncic. Landon, I can say, as a person that holds a 12-to-1 ticket on the Dallas Mavericks to win the West, which I grabbed back at the end of <laughs> March, when Luka was ruled out for the first couple of games of that opening round series against Utah, the price was 27-to-1. It grew by over $15 for Dallas to win the Western Conference. So where they are now, at least with a Western Conference Finals appearance, yes, a very strong statement made by Dallas in this playoff run. And it might continue. And if it does, Landon, defensively tonight, what will be the biggest key for Dallas in defending Golden State, trying to slow down Steph Curry and the rest of the Warriors? Yeah, you said it right there. Um, slow down Steph Curry and um, in the rest of the Warriors. But really, it boils down to the third quarter. Um, you saw in game four, they were able to um, make sure that the the Warriors did not get on that 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 spurt that they they always do not just in the playoffs but in the regular season as well so it, it it's all it's all boils down to um making sure they get off to a hot start offensively but defensively make sure that they're able to contain Steph and also don't let Looney and Wiggins and and pull some of the others you know what you're going to get from Draymond um Clay and Steph but the others um, and it's yeah. funny to say that because Wiggins is an all-star, but those those type of guys, you want to make sure you can contain them. Yeah, the K-pop stands, getting Andrew Wiggins 
into an all-star game for sure but he's been really good in this postseason 16 and a half his points prop over in six of the last 10 games for the Golden State Warriors so it will be a key for Dallas who has been great defensively all year long what's the plan for Landon Thomas tonight how are you taking in the festivities for game number five of the Western Conference Finals well I'm loving it I mean um, they're all they're on the road right now and so I'm from the house um tonight so um I'm just taking it in and just hoping that it's a good game like you said this this conference finals on both sides has been underwhelming so hopefully it's a great game hopefully the Mavs extend it so I can go to the um, um game six on the weekend yeah that would be the fun to get back for game number six most likely on Saturday in Dallas and Landon brings up a great point not only about the third quarter but the blowouts we have seen throughout the postseason sure Dallas won game four to extend it to a fifth game by 10 points in that final score 119-109 but Dallas was up by 29 points at the end of the third quarter so as we take a big picture here Landon if it's not Dallas and it's Golden State that goes to the NBA finals only a minute left here in this segment what do you make of where the finals stands at this point? Also looking at the Celtics and the Heat in the East. Yeah, it really boils down to who makes the finals from the East because I think this Warriors team is just so equipped with um, um, players who are potent to get 20 points a game, but also who are pl um, players who can control their opponent to less than 20 points a game. So if the Warriors um, finish the Mavs, I do have them having an edge over the Celtics or the Miami Heat um, in game six, either team. Game six tomorrow night, Boston, a nine-point favorite. Game five tonight in San Francisco, the Warriors, a seven-point favorite against the Dallas Mavericks. Covering the Mavs with the best of them, Landon Thomas breaking down game five tonight for us here on the morning after. Landon, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me, Ben. Just one more segment to go here on this Thursday edition of the Morning After Live on Sports Grid. Our best bet for game number five is up next. Stay with us. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Closing out our two hours together here on a Thursday live on SportsGrid in the morning after. Sirius XM Channel 159, the home for SportsGrid Radio on Sirius XM. All across the SportsGrid network, I am Ben Stevens. It's game number five tonight in the Western Conference Finals. On one side, the Golden State Warriors, a seven-point home favorite with an outright win, advanced to the NBA championship. On the other, the Dallas Mavericks, a seven-point underdog, trying to stave off elimination and force a game six back in Dallas over Memorial Day weekend. Who emerges victorious tonight? It's not the focus for our best bet. We go to a player prop because we ride this trend as long as we can. Listen, the NBA postseason coming to a close relatively by the time we get to the end of the conference finals. It's only one more series, a couple more games, seven at most. So we have to take advantage of the trends that we find throughout this playoff run. So before we say farewell, before we say goodbye, it's time for another NBA playoff best bet. It's time for Bye Bye Bye.
Like most of you casual sports bettors out there, I always look to the over of props, of totals, of whatever it might be, except for Big Ten football. Then we start to take some unders. But I don't often take unders for player props or points props for a game number five in the Western Conference Finals. But it's a trend that I've found that I'm going to continue sticking with at this point. Jordan Poole, under 16 and a half points. The Warriors have now played through their first three series in this NBA postseason, six games, game four or after in that postseason series. In all six of those games, Jordan Poole has gone under this number of 16 and a half points. He has been tremendous in the first few games of a playoff series for Golden State, but starts to fade for whatever reason in the final couple of games of that playoff series. So under 16 and a half points, something that Jordan Poole has done in six straight games, game four or later in a postseason series for the Golden State Warriors. The morning after, each and every weekday, live right here on SportsGrid starting at 9 a.m. Eastern time. I'm Ben Stevens. Enjoy the fun tonight. We'll talk tomorrow.